Hi, Michelle. How are you? Good, thanks. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I'm really excited that the listeners to this podcast are going to get to listen to you and to your story and perhaps get a a clearer understanding of just the impact that ethical dilemmas can have and possibly some options going forward. So to start us off, would you like to introduce yourself to our audience? Yes, sure. Thanks, Chris. It's really great to be here today and to share my story. Um, A little bit about myself. My name is Michelle, as Chris mentioned, and I am a consultant and within the FS industry and um, so with financial services, that's my background. Now, what I'd love to do is to try and get a deeper understanding of the context that was at play when you experienced this ethical dilemma. So as best as you can without, you know, giving away information that may be confidential, do you think you can just kind of shape that story for us, please? Sure. So I went through my own ethical dilemma not too long ago and being a banking and finance, both young ambassador. It was something that I definitely understood and knew happened in the world, but I never really experienced something like that to that extent. So having that awareness as a young ambassador, I think it kind of empowered me to really evaluate my values and my purpose and how this ethical dilemma really shook all those things and kind of also brought to light what was important to me. So just a bit of background about this situation. So a, I guess, you know, a promise or a premise was made within this particular role and organization. And those promises and that premise that was initially um, instigated didn't really come to fruition. And from that, I kind of, you know, probed and asked questions. And I thought I was doing the right thing by asking questions, reaching out, trying to get clarity about why this was the case. And I just kept hitting walls. It seemed like, you know, sometimes uh, there was a bit of light at the end of the tunnel and I was like, okay, it's it's getting somewhere. But as soon as there was a tiny bit of light that it would just vanish. And it just kept happening um, over and over and over. And it just got to the point where I felt very disempowered, confused, in a way like there was injustice in what was going on. That's kind of the overarching high-level overview of the particular dilemma that I was kind of grappling with. Right. So at that that point when you were feeling all of this, did you think that you needed to leave the organisation? Well, I I, I think it's a hard question because I was really excited about working at this organization. I really loved working with people in the team. I'm a people person and I love, you know, collaborating and learning new things. And at the same time, I also felt a obligation. I'm a quite, I'm a quite very proud person and I felt an obligation to fulfill my role, to do the right thing and to do my job. But at the end of the day, the alignment wasn't there. So how could I fulfill those obligations if, you know, I if that that alignment wasn't there. I did have those thoughts, but I think it's quite complex. It wasn't so black and white. There was a lot of grey. And I mean, that's what ethical dilemmas are. They're they're the grey. So just trying to, you know, work out that dilemma. So you had that strong value of doing the right thing and a strong work ethic and, and pride around your work. And you found yourself in a position where you were invited and contracted to do that. And then suddenly that didn't happen. So what was it then that you felt or what was it then that created the actual dilemma for you, Michelle? 
Yeah, I think for me, and this is something that has become even clearer in retrospect, it was a sense of me having the initiative to do the right thing, reaching out, getting clarity, asking for information that could lead me in the right direction so that I could fulfill those obligations and constantly reaching like a blank wall or constantly having the system stacked up against me. And that's what it felt like. I felt very small in a really big ocean and I genuinely felt for a long time that I was drowning every day. And it got to the point where I it was really affecting me, not just at work, but it was affecting my mental health. I was feeling anxious. Like on a Sunday, I couldn't even relax because I knew I would have to go back to work on the Monday. So it was affecting all these other things. And then that brought the dilemma of, okay, this is for me, it, this is quite in, like injustice. I, I think that was one of the things that came up. And that's one of my values is justice. And also I'm not able to fulfill my potential and I'm not able, able to give my best to the team. And I'm also not being given the opportunity to do that, even though I'm asking for it. And that was what the dilemma was for me, is that everywhere I turned, even though I asked for the opportunity, it wasn't there. And if the system stacked up against you, what do you do in that situation? Do you allow the system to essentially kind of push you, slowly push you out and make you feel like you, in a sense, are worthless and aren't able to fulfill you know, your job or your your job obligations? Or should you speak up and say, hey, the premise was this or the promise was this? This mm-hmm. is not what, what's mm-hmm. being delivered. And hence why I'm not able to bring my skill set, what I'm so good at and what I know I'm good at, to the table. And that was the dilemma that I was dealing with towards the end. So that question of whether or not you should speak up, particularly when you felt you're in a situation where you a commitment had been made by the organisation and you wanted to do the right thing by that, but the treatment you were receiving seemed unfair and you have a strong sense of justice as a value. So you're left there wondering, do I speak up? What were you concerned about in speaking up? I think it, in my particular situation, there was multiple factors at play. One of them being the culture of my team and more broadly, not the whole organization, but that by a specific team and the leadership, I definitely felt a very strong power imbalance. And I think that's what I was worried about. I was worried about whether or not me speaking out, does the risk outweigh the benefits? And what would that mean for me so early in my career? I'm only three and a half years into consulting now, and I'm still very new to this whole industry. And for me, that's what it was. It was do the risk outweigh the benefits? And am I going to be seen as a troublemaker, as a person that's pushing all the wrong buttons? And I didn't want to be that person. But at the same time, I just couldn't sit with, you know, my values being pushed every day. And it just, it, I didn't feel, it didn't feel right. It just didn't feel right. And I think that sort of dilemma about wanting to stand up what you, for what you feel is right, knowing that doing so may risk your reputation on some level or yes. your ability to progress in your career is yeah. something that I think people feel a lot, maybe not to the extreme that you have felt it, Michelle, but 
I think people feel variations of that. I suppose would you say that one positive thing, we'll talk about what what happened, but would you say that one positive thing that came about from this experience was identifying what's important to you and what, what you value? Yeah, for sure. So while I was in the dilemma and in this difficult situation, it was very it was very hard and it was very cloudy. But one of, like you said, one of the best things that came out of this situation, and I definitely see this in retrospect, is that it's really taught me what's important to me, what I value, what my purpose is, and what not just within that particular organization, but what my genuine purpose is here, like on this planet and where I want to be and what I want to contribute to. And it's really solidified those values for me. And that I think is actually the biggest gift because I've had that, I have that so early on in my career and I can take that forward and know that I can stay true to those values and my purpose. So it sounds like the decision that you made and the way you went about your decision was successful and you sound in a good place to me. Yes. So how did you do that? Can you remember how you thought about, because you, you know, you're in a place where your mental health, your, your very purpose is being questioned, you're feeling mm. uncomfortable, but you want to keep working in the area you're working in. So can you let us know what tipped you to the, yeah. you know, the justice value holding true and what were the consequences or how did you go about achieving what you have? I think there's a, a few things that kind of helped me along the way. And the first thing is talking to people that I trust, getting advice from people that I trust and hearing what they had to say about it. So I, I think hearing their perspective and because I feel like when you're so zoomed in, sometimes you can forget all the other little things that go into it. So I think having that perspective from other people was really important for me. The second thing for me is honestly that being a banking and finance with young ambassador really helped knowing that I have a community of people behind me and that back me that share the same values that have also signed the, the same tenets of that oath really made me feel empowered to stand my truth and stay true to what was right to me. And then the third thing for me, I think, and it might be, you know, j- just the way that I was brought up, but feeling like I have a, a bit of a responsibility to voice what is what I feel is right if I've been so fortunate and to be afforded that position. And I really felt like a very proud you know, first generation Chinese Australian woman that I wanted to stand my ground and say, no, this is this doesn't sit right with me. I don't think it even matches back to the values of the organization. And here are the reasons why. And I think going back into the situation and thinking about it, I think it's really important to set my emotions aside or set the emotions that I had at the time aside and just think about it from a very rational, fact-based, logical way. And that really helped me come to my final decision of, no, I need to speak up. I need to say something, you know, emotions aside. It's interesting that you did that almost subconsciously, that idea of putting your emotions aside, because often, you know, when we find ourselves in these really difficult situations, they're often based on on assumptions or, or possibly, you know, information that's not factual. And it's such an important part 
of mm-hmm. getting through an ethical dilemma is to be sure that you're dealing with, everybody's dealing with the truth, you know. So having done that and, and you know, congratulations, you know, I think that Thank takes, you. we talk about moral courage, but um, I think it takes a, a confidence. And, and it's not to say that people who weren't able to make that decision are at fault People need to make different decisions based on different values. But having said what you've done, how was it, firstly, how was it received by the organisation you were working in? So going into it, going into that decision and knowing what I've already, what I had already made was to speak up, going into that, knowing that before I even said anything, I kind of had an internal promise to myself that okay, this, you're going to stand true to your ground. This is who you are. This is important to you. And regardless of the outcome, because I think it's important to also have this conversation with yourself before you have, you know, the conversation with the organization or the other person, whatever the outcome, I'm comfortable with my decision, regardless of the outcome. So that was how I went into it with that mindset and how the organization reacted, I guess, wasn't exactly, I think, in the best way, in my opinion. It's so nuanced, so it's hard to know like what is right or what is wrong. But I personally, I just, I just felt like, regardless of the outcome, as long as I said something, then that what would be the right thing. And I don't know if that's the right answer or how I should answer the question. But it's so hard to, I guess, criticize or or have an opinion on the outcome because of, of that particular organization, because this, it's so nuanced. Like it depends on the person you're speaking to. I think it was, yeah, just so many things. So I don't know if that answers the, answers your question. No, it does. And, you know, I'd love to just explore too, what was the impact of you making that decision? I mean, mm. do you think there was an impact on the organization or the people you spoke to in the organization and what do you think might have been the impact on people who you seeked counsel mm-hmm. from after making that decision and and what was the impact on your closer network possibly your family and then and then yourself it would be interesting to explore that I think that's a really good question I think that's an important thing to think about before you make your decision is what and think about all of the different types of impact that it's going to have so for me the impact for the particular organization I think was and oh I'd like to think it was a positive one even though it was difficult and I know this because there was a lot of consultation afterwards after I spoke up and something that I that I feel like wouldn't have happened if I didn't speak up or if somebody didn't like ever say anything. So that consultation afterwards, after the decision, was an outcome that I would say is a positive one because I was able to share my voice, share my reasons, and then he have that back and forth feedback and discussion. So I think that's a positive outcome. That was one impact. I guess my family impact. I was really scared to talk about it with my parents for, you know, I'm Chinese Australian. I think there is that pride and you want to say face and you don't want your parents to get embarrassed or, but I, I spoke to them after speaking to my partner, he kind of gave me the courage to say, no, you've got to tell them. So I told them and they were just so proud of me. Yeah, they were really proud and my whole family was really proud of me and all my sisters were proud and, you know, one of four girls and they were all proud of me. So, you know, sometimes you can just be, you can be your hardest critic and you always 
think the worst, but the impact on my family was a good one. And I think it also impacted my sisters in the sense that they also felt empowered and encouraged to speak up to based on that. And I know that because not a similar situation, but my other sister went through something else at work a couple months after and she actually did speak up and she consulted me before she did that. And I don't think she would have if I didn't share my experience. So that was a positive. And then personally, I think the impact on me has been kind of twofold. The first initial feelings that I had was complete fear. And I think I shut down after. I think I was very much in the moment and very much on a justice mission. And when I did that, it felt really good. And then a week after I kind of had a little bit of a panic because I was like, oh my gosh, I actually did that. And I shut down for a week. But then, you know, weeks after that, and now I feel really proud of myself and I feel very comfortable in my values, comfortable in my own skin and what I believe in and what I feel is right, not just for me, but at that particular time. And it's also given me the confidence and made me feel empowered so that the next time, if I either go through something like that again, which I hope doesn't happen, but or if I see someone going through something like that, then I can at least offer my perspective and my story and hopefully that, you know, can affect them or give them the courage to also, you know, do what's right for them. I guess those are where the flow on impacts of that particular dilemma and decision. It's really, really generous of you to just explain that whole process from feeling real angst and pain in ethics, we call it, it can be a moral injury if you're having to live values or deal with values that conflict so strongly with your own. And it yeah. can be really detrimental to your your physical and, and emotional well-being. And for sharing, you know, the courage and confidence you had to, to stand up to that and the positive um, outcome of that. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. No, thank you so much for having me. It's been a really... It's been really nice to kind of share my story and share my learnings as well. And I hope that whoever's listening can take this story or these learnings into their own dilemma if they're dealing with it too. Great.